Welcome to episode three of The Music Buzz, the podcast where we discuss the music biz while we get a good buzz. We're your hosts, Justine Avila and Lauren Bremley. This episode's buzzwords are mochas and Music City. Today we're going to talk about what makes Music City, Music City, but first we're going to get into some current events that have hit our lives in the past couple weeks in music. And they for sure hit your lives, I think. Oh, totally. These are just universal topics. Maybe some of these you've heard of, maybe some you haven't. Um, But first, I feel like we need to talk about Childish Gambino, This Is America, which for sure all of you listeners, I'm assuming, have heard of. Yeah, they've heard of it, but have they watched it? So did you watch the video? So Justine and I were just discussing, I'm really behind because I just watched the video today. It's been out, I'm pretty sure, for a week. Yeah, a full week. Um, I had heard about it and I heard, obviously, people's comments on it. So I knew I wanted to watch it, I just didn't get a chance. by comments, did you know what to expect when you watched it? Or you just knew it was shocking? I just knew it was shocking and I knew it was like a strong political stance. And so I knew, I mean, I knew what I was going to get into. And I heard the song on Spotify. Um, I did listen to it. Okay. But I feel like listening to the song without the video, it's a totally different experience. Right. Okay. The video is really good. Yeah. I, I mean, I had no idea what to expect with it. I watched it last Sunday and I just, you know, it started like blowing up all over social media and it was like, oh, this Gambino video, blah, 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 blah. So then I opened my computer, watched, and I like I had to like take five, yeah, and then watch it again and again, and I was like, whoa! I know I need to watch it a second time because I know there's things that I definitely missed out on because so I watched the video, and I was like shocked. Obviously, for those of you who haven't seen it, like probably twenty seconds into the video, uh, Gambino like shoots a guy in the back of the head. Which, not knowing that that's coming, I was like, holy crap. Like, whoo, that's, that's a heavy start to the video. But obviously that commentary is to, like, point out how desensitized we are to, like, shootings and gun violence. And so after I watched the video, I was reading a couple articles about it. And one of them pointed out things that were happening in the background of the video that I didn't even notice because I was so focused on, like, him dancing yeah which i think obviously is is part of the point right 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 right. i I don't i don't even think i know that or knew that prior so what kind of things were they pointing out the only thing i can remember is there's a section where uh donald glover is dancing with the school kids yeah um and there's like i can't there were police cars in the background that Mm -hmm. i think were on fire Uh, And I didn't even notice that, which obviously is another sentiment that was, you know, that they were trying to get across. But the point is, like, you're distracted by the dancing and, like, the lightheartedness, even though, like, every time he's not dancing, he's shooting somebody or... Right. Yeah. Ooh, it was heavy stuff. It was super heavy. But I read this um, review, and the title of the article was... is there anything Donald Glover can't do? Seriously, it's annoying. He is that annoying guy that's just like good at everything without trying. Yeah, and he's it's like actor, producer, right. writer, singer, dancer. It's he's like, very casual about it. I know. Um, and so laid back. He seems so fun. But, I know. Uh, we. I feel like he would be in our friend group. Probably. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So, do you does 
watching the video give the song added value to you now so oh, like for when sure. you're listening to the song without the visuals yeah and it also i noticed lyrics that i didn't notice before mm-hmm. um like him alluding to like kodak black mm-hmm. which is another rapper and supposedly alluding to like some specific shootings um it like make i feel like i need to watch it again i also feel like it's a wake-up call for the country like yeah you know and that's a bold stance i mean it's not a bold stance to take he's a black man in america so mm-hmm. like obviously he's got a strong opinion on gun violence and especially like gun violence against african-americans but i think it's interesting also how he dropped it the night of his saturday night live performance yeah which, which was is genius also amazing yeah i mean i think that also speaks to the reach, and this is getting into another topic, right, of Saturday Night Live. Um, it's going, it seems like, through a renaissance period now where everyone is obsessed with it again. Yeah. And um, it's, it's used as a huge marketing material, or marketing platform, I'm sorry. Yeah. So when artists get on there, it behooves them to have something new to promote. Yeah. Not to just go on there for shits and giggles. Right. And especially for him, Childish Gambino, who hasn't released music in a little bit for him to like just drop that all in one night was crazy. Yeah. And genius and smart and wonderful. Should we delve into another current event topic? Let's delve in. So Lo, did you know that Nashville harbors rock powerhouses in the agency world here in town? No, I literally didn't. I don't think of rock and roll when I think of Nashville. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we have, Kings of Leon, yeah. we have Jack White, we have Bully, we have... No, we have some great rock bands. Black Keys. But they're just not like... I feel like Nashville has not really been a world for like rock and roll. It's always like the country capital. Yeah, but I think that that's changing slowly. Yeah, well, um, obviously with, <laughs> with these bands. Yeah. Yeah, um, but on the agency side, it's been pretty interesting So a massive music agent from CAA moved over to WME. Recently in the headlines, WME seems to be collecting a lot of the rock agents around town and building a huge division, which is crazy because the agent for Mumford & Sons, Bonnie Bear, Vampire Weekend, Jason Isbell are all housed here, where I think traditionally they would be up in Brooklyn. Right, which would make um, sense. But it's, it's LA. cool that they're here. And I it also makes sense that they're here because, like, even though we're known for being, like, the country capital, like, there are all kinds of, I mean, we've discussed this before. Like, we do not discriminate yeah, against yeah. any genre here. But I think it makes sense because so many of the labels have, you know, places here. And um, it makes sense for, like, the management to follow suit and like the agents to follow suit i feel like it almost legitimizes it right like it's one thing when the artist moves here but then on the business back end it's all being built from here yeah um which is pretty cool yeah and it's like easier to collaborate when you're in when you have a presence in the same city yeah giving you know? new new meaning to music city ah uh, just bringing it full circle <laughs> bringing it full circle <laughs> here with our buzzwords no but like speak like our, you know, this episode is about Nashville music and if we're talking about rock and roll, I really do love Bully. <laughs> so good. They're really good. I like had only, I had heard about them and maybe heard like one song on Lightning 100 
And I think me and you went to their show, right? Yeah, because it started ago? at 11, I think, because there were like 10 <laughs> rock openers before. And I was like, whoa, I'm going to need a coffee. Yeah, we're old. Um, but it was an incredible <laughs> show. Oh, and not for nothing, the lead singer looks exactly like Justine with blonde hair. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll take that as a good thing. No, you should. I think yeah. uh, she's way cooler. Like, You're cool. If only I could be as cool as the lead singer. <laughs> no, but every time I see a photo, I'm like, that is Justine. Like, why is Justine on this poster? What's going on? It's so funny. I'm going to dye my hair blonde next. You Maybe you should, you know. New look. Summer's coming. We need a change. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So we had one more kind of current event topic to delve into. And right? this is like, who? This is, this there's is a so lot heavy. to discuss. This, this may need to be a separate episode. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We, we might need an episode on him. <laughs> and the infamous him we're discussing is Kanye West. Has <laughs> he lost his mind? I don't know. What do you think? Yes. It's a hard yes. I mean, not. I don't know if he ever had his mind to begin right. with, but right. well, if he did, he's, he's definitely creative, lost it. Right? Like he's, yeah. he's definitely a creative, so I think there's some element to that. But do you think he's just going after this, I guess, newfound political stance do, for marketing purposes? Mm-hmm. Or do you think, you know, it is genuinely what he believes and what he's kind of going after. Yeah. I really don't know. I feel like I'd heard rumblings that he supported Trump a while ago, like mm-hmm. during the campaign, but I just didn't really think anything of it. Well, I, but took, I don't know. I've he also took that heard meeting right at Trump tower. He was uh, like photographed. I think that might've been after he was elected or right before mm-hmm. where everyone freaked out because he was photographed yeah. in there. And I guess he had, emailed i don't know how you try to get in touch with the president but like texted maybe president obama and just like couldn't as get one does <laughs> yeah i mean like same kanye oh God, same. i wish i could text um, him and try to get a meeting and he just couldn't get a meeting but trump was like yeah sure we'll meet and that's why he like mm. became a trump fan interesting um, a which, fan or <laughs> supporter yeah supporter <laughs> he mean, I, he's kind of a fan apparently. right i but i just wearing I, the Make yeah. America Great Again hat and everything. Signed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've like, at first I was like truly believing it. And I was like, I guess, you know, he's taking a stance supporting Trump, which is interesting because knowing a lot of what his subject matter talks about in his songs, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. To me, it like just doesn't add up. But I have read recently like this huge conspiracy theory that it's all a marketing ploy right to like get Republicans on board as fans of his to then turn around and be like, we're on the same page, but like, look at this other side. Just kidding. I'm changing my tune. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's an interesting tactic, right? Because didn't he also come out a, a long time ago saying like George Bush hates black people yeah i think that was during the whole katrina yeah um storm so it's just that's an interesting tactic if that yeah. is the case right that yeah. may be i mean he's either he's made a huge flip-flop in his belief system or this right. is all a load of bs what do you think it's like to be married to him, like Kim Kardashian. You know Kim Kardashian is, like, pooping her pants. <laughs> She's like, oh, my so? God, take away his phone. <laughs> because or, his tweets... I mean, she, she's the queen of marketing, though, right? Right. So maybe she's like, 
you do you, boo. Yeah, and the queen of marketing and the queen of loving attention. So she's probably probably into it. But like just the panic that would ensue every time I see a new like <laughs> tweet notification, I would just Do you think I she has him on special notification on oh, her phone? For sure, yeah. Like it's like the train horn <laughs> uh type of ring. So yeah, like oh crap. <laughs> or like the dun dun dun. Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. I think so. Um, she's she's definitely freaking out, as are the rest of the Kardashians. Yeah, they might be. I think they are. But does that mean we're about to get a great Kanye album? Um, if it's if we're going off the two singles he just released, I'm guessing not. Yeah, <laughs> it's no college dropout. It's not great. Yeah, I honestly think that he has some mental health issues and maybe something else going on. Yeah, that he needs to take care of in order to be continue to be a good artist that's making well i'm curious to see it play out too because he also dropped his management company oh really i didn't know um yeah so i think scooter braun was managing him what yeah and he had recently tweeted right which you can only take at tweet value um (laughs) that's a good phrase yeah value i can't be managed but Mm. some i mean he is a multi-million dollar business entity, You're I would like, imagine. Baby, you need to be managed. <laughs> yeah, some someone has to be managing yeah. it, but um, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Ooh, interesting. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get into our discussion about Music City and what makes Music City Music City. And we've had quite the weekend, I oh think, to prove it, right? We sure have. So today's episode was originally going to be called margaritas in music city but Josine and i have gone to three shows in a row uh thursday night friday night and saturday night and we're kind of dead so now it's uh mochas <laughs> in music city <laughs> we were like we need coffee for sure we do if i had a marg i would be asleep oh in 10 minutes 100 <laughs> percent. i'm gonna be asleep after this mocha that's yeah. how tired i am i mean probably same yeah <laughs> Um, we had an interesting, it was an interesting run of shows that we went to. It was eclectic. Um, do you want to tell them about the shows? I mean, there's one specifically yeah. that just jumps out in my mind. We started off on a rough note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we went to go see Caitlin Smith on Thursday, which if you listen to our last episode, Justine was dying to see her. So right. it was finally time yeah, for us I've, to enjoy. I was finally like vindicated, right? Because... Yeah. I missed out on the show I was supposed to go to with you. Right. So thankfully the time came. We were going <laughs> to go see her again. And we did go see her again. But so a Thursday night show is usually pretty chill. Yeah. We went to Mercy Lounge, which is where she was playing, which mm-hmm. is also usually pretty chill. No yep. one really gets like buck wilds there. Usually. <laughs> um, key, key phrase. This evening in particular, apparently people were getting buck wild. So we were standing by the bar, me and Justine and two of our friends. And this I'm, is this is before the show started, mind yeah. you. Well, the opener it was like right when we got there, but it was after the opener before Sorry, Caitlin's Yeah, man. before the headliner. Yeah. And so it's like 9 p.m. roughly. And I'm facing the bathroom <laughs> and I see this girl like bust in the bathroom, like punched the door in, 
punched in a bathroom stall and i was like well, what the heck is going and on i remember because you were like something's really wrong with that girl you turned to us yeah. and you were like uh i think something's like about to go down that girl yeah. aggressively <laughs> pushed her way through to the bathroom right i was like maybe she really has to pee like i don't know <laughs> so like two minutes go by i'm still like facing the direction of the bathroom door so i'm like waiting for that girl to come out to be like is she alive does she need medical help like what's going on and two minutes go by, <laughs> the door swings open, and there is a pile of vomit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just literally watching women walk into the bathroom, step in it, and not realize it. <laughs> I couldn't focus on anything else. I was so disgusted. <laughs> it was uh, it was gnarly. It was gnarly. It was 9 p.m. on a Thursday. Like the the best part is like it was a girl and her friend and they continued to rage. Oh yeah, the entire <laughs> show. Like Caitlin, I think like gets loud, right? It, yeah, she had a full band, whatever. But these girls in the back were hooting and hollering Screaming. so much so that I think I was confused the entire time about who the bomb girl was. Oh yeah, until you pointed out that it was actually not the girl drawing the most attention to the two of them mm -hmm. as it was, they it was ran the around the venue. It's, and then, it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> <laughs> For I thought the best part too was to watch security run around oh, and yeah. chase them around the venue. Oh, they I were mean, eyeing them down like nobody's business as they should have. They were continuing drinking. Like you, if you're that lit at 9 p.m. on a <laughs> like, Thursday. You're like, you're drunk enough that it should be like 2 a.m. on a Saturday on Broadway. Like that right. was their level. Yeah. I, maybe they read about the show in a tourist guide or something and they were like, this is what we're going to do. No, I don't think so because one of the girls knew every single word and was <laughs> shouting them. So, so, so they were diehard fans that just got yeah. lit. So I got to be honest, like I barely paid attention to the show because I was watching them the whole entire time. Yeah, but... We did pay attention. I was distracted, but Caitlin did a kick-ass cover uh, of Prince. Oh, that, so uh, good. So good. She played Kiss. It was everything. Mm -hmm. She's just really great. And it was it was not my favorite, like, it was not my favorite kind of venue to see her because I feel like a lot of times we see her at more, like, intimate, quiet, sit-down venues where we can really, like, pay attention to her, hear her really well. We were in, like, a a general admission standing show, which was a little bit different. And there were linebackers apparently in the crowd. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally you guys, short people at concerts have the roughest time <laughs> they in a standing room show. They seating. They should have, they should have a standing room section specifically for like, if you're five, five and under, because inevitably every single show we go to the tallest man in the building stands <laughs> directly in front of us. <laughs> and starts shaking too. So like when you get oh, yeah. that sight line, like, yeah. you know, in between all of these people, they start like swaying and yeah. you're like, well, I you're just like every time you like find your window to see, you know, the artist's face for five seconds. Right. Just no yeah. such luck. Oh, uh, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. So that but was then, just Thursday night. Yeah. And then Friday we got to see 
dashboard dashboard confessional we lived our true angsty dreams at the ryman at the ryman uh, which was like such a great place to see oh my gosh dashboard. chris caraba just knows how to put on a show and he had yeah. on these loafers which are worth mentioning they are because he could slide across the <laughs> stage and it looked like he was just about to like moonwalk with his oh, guitar yeah. the entire time which was phenomenal he was like moving and grooving it was awesome to see and then noah gunderson opened for him Oh, he was so good. Absolutely incredible. I'm not going to lie. Like Noah being added to the lineup was like the solidifying choice in me buying tickets. I was like, I've got to go because I love him. Um, and he was having technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. His pickup like wasn't working. And so during his like third song into a set, he was just like, screw it, like rips out the cord and just like goes unplugged in front of the Ryman. And it was like, incredible everyone lost their minds right and he's the type of artist that i think can capture your attention enough that everyone was dead silent oh yeah just let him play yeah and And he projects really well so it it worked out yeah and then he was able to plug back in because they fixed the problem but it was still really good and he told jokes like who knew he was so funny great jokes the one (laughs) joke he knew apparently right was funny um and then last night which was saturday still recovering we so actually while we were at the Ryman on Friday, we realized Jimmy Eat World was playing the next night, which was last night, and we impulsively bought tickets. Like in that moment. In the which moment. is the beauty of <laughs> smartphones. I mean, thank God, you know? <laughs> like Right. I mean the beauty and the curse. Because right. now, now we can just spend our money way too easily. Right. Now we're poor. Yeah. Um, but it was a hundred percent worth it oh my gosh like yeah. okay if you could rate the show one to ten what would you give it an 11 no oh doubt yes um, i just like i'm a fan right but i had never seen them live i don't think yeah um and i did not expect them they literally played for i think an hour and 40 minutes straight they stopped maybe two times to say we're jimmy world and mm-hmm. that was it and, and he would say like thanks yeah. after each song <laughs> yeah but i mean they were soaking wet after because they were just playing rock for yeah well it was i would imagine like running a marathon oh yeah um, just hot lights and dancing. the crowd the crowd was awesome i think that's what made it like the it was a sold out show every seat was full and every single person in the auditorium knew every word to every song and they were screaming it yeah i mean like there were some pretty interesting characters there <laughs> last night that just were seen- do you want to tell us about who you fell in love with? Yeah, I fell in love three times precisely at the show. One was a photographer who I think you pointed out that knew every single word to every song oh, yeah. and was like head bobbing the entire time. As he's taking photos up close. And then there was this guy in the front row who like had very long arms that reached <laughs> up, I guess, halfway up the mic stand and would just do the rock symbol um, <laughs> and raise his hand. The uh, whole time. The entire Truly. time. Uh, and he was like the only one doing those hand motions, which was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. And then there was the guy with the floppy hair that had this amazing <laughs> like floppy haircut. So when his head would shift side to side, it was just like his, it was like a surf wave where it like rip curled over. Um, and he <laughs> it was an th- impressive sight. Yeah. Sure. Um, but then there were just like all these middle-aged dudes living their best lives. Yeah. It was literally a room full of dudes and then me and Jesse <laughs> yeah. and a couple like begrud- begrudging girlfriends who were like there because their boyfriends dragged them. It was their um, good deed for the month. Totally. 
but it was an incre- it really was a good show. I've seen Jimmy Eat World once, like maybe seven years ago, and do you and remember I, it being as good? No. Oh, I remember it being pretty good. I definitely, I don't remember much about it, so yeah. I think it was just kind of like pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it was nothing like last night. Like and I, I think. Would- rate that one of the top rock shows I've ever been to in my yeah, life. I honestly think so too. And we learned that the lead singer of Jimmy, first of all, Jimmy world has been a band for 25 years. Yeah. And the lead crazy. singer is 42 years old. Yeah. 42 touring for that long. He looks great. He looks young. He looks healthy. Sounds great. But that's probably the key. He's healthy. Right. I think so too. If you get a chance to see them next time they roll through your city, do recommend. Um, But that was just like, this weekend has been a prime example of how we take full advantage of living in Music City. Because how can you not? It's really hard not to because we have so many venues here with Mm -hmm. shows every single night and most tours stop through. So we have the opportunity. Which was not the case, I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up here and you just couldn't go to any show you wanted. You had to like drive and go to Atlanta. So do you think that like in the past 10 years, like Music City has become more of a staple of like a place to stop? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Why do you think it like it wasn't that way 10 years ago? I think we've had more artists move to town. It almost mm-hmm. kind of goes back full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning with some of these rock artists moving here and then consequently their business teams have moved here. But in one specific agent that I'm thinking of in my mind, he's always operated out of Nashville um, and he manages some of the biggest rock and pop acts out there. But it was just one of those things. He loved Nashville and just operated out of here. And he didn't really, like, talk about it that much. But then more and more people, I think, got wind of it. Mm-hmm. And then as more artists, it's almost like a domino effect. Yeah. Um, you know, so now almost every every show rolls through here. And then I think we've talked about it before. We do have every kind of venue to accommodate. Yeah. I mean, it used to be you went from, like, I don't know, call it a 200 cap room and then you had to sell out Bridgestone. Right. And there was no in no between. No in between, yeah. Right. Um so you have that mid-tier to kind of fill it up. Yeah. Which is awesome cuz that gives us variety. Totally. And we have like several mid-tier. So it's like you can kind of have your like small steps up in between, which I do think helps as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz like I'm from Atlanta and I don't even feel like Atlanta has many mid-tier venues. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some, but it's definitely not, not like what we have here. It's kind of like either, like we were saying a big venue, like the arena or small, you know, dive bar rooms. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, Lo, do you know why music city is called music city? Okay. I literally was just reading this earlier and I kind of forgot, but I did read something interesting. You tell me the answer first. No, I want to know what you read. Well, I forgot. I have a really bad memory. Oh, okay. All right. So I will tell you. So the, the like traditional history books, I think, date it back to the Grand Old Opry with uh, WSM mm-hmm. and Dave Cobb, the radio host. Okay. He would always yeah. broadcast and say, hey, live from Music City. That's and right. And that was Nashville. However, the, the real moniker actually predates him and goes back to the Fist Jubilee singers, right? Yes, that's over, what I was going to say. Yeah, who went over to perform for the Queen of England, not Meghan Merkel, <laughs> for any of you following along. And she ain't the Queen girl. Not yet. Uh, and she said, oh, wow, 
these people have voices of angels, they must be from Music City. And that's kind of the like legendary story of how it got started. Yeah, I didn't know that. And what I was trying to remember was the David Cobb, the uh, radio the radio, host. Yeah, the radio yeah. host. But yeah, the thing I was saying that I read was interesting was that, which is interesting because we just got to see the Fisk Jubilee singers recently. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I'd ever seen them. And we got to see them um, play with India Ari, which was absolutely amazing and i don't think a lot of people know about them which is crazy because Mm -hmm. we have the university here obviously and they're world renowned yeah but um you know i think because they're also restricted since they're students it's not like they're going on tours with major artists across the country they do do some like touring shows and one-off shows but um unless i think for like huge mainstream folks unless they're performing with another artist not a lot of people get the opportunity to see them so if you do ever come to nashville you should definitely make a point to check them out yes they really were super amazing and like even ndre was like holy crap these guys are so good they just were like oh my god it was a magical magical show i absolutely love ndre so much oh you gotta tell them what they did uh do you remember her first song she performed oh yeah so (laughs) She comes out with this, like, was it braids? Yeah. She had, like, like, these long braids they were huge. past yep. her butt, like, this gorgeous hair. And she literally starts out with, I am not my hair. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the song, rips it off. It's, like, it's a wig. And she just, like, rips off her wig and just, like, continues singing. And everyone was like, yes! Yeah, everyone was freaking like, out. <laughs> it was amazing. But somebody was telling us, that was a last minute decision. Yeah. It was one of her, um, bandmates and musical director. We talked to him after the show and he said, you know, she switched it up and she never, I guess she never plays that song first. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's always at the end of the show and she was last minute said, Hey, I'm going to play this first. And he was like, Hmm, something, something's up. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what it something. is. Yeah. But so, up. yeah. So they didn't even know that was going to happen. Yeah. Which, Which I'm sure the, the Fisk Jubilee singers were also freaking out. Like, what? Yeah. But that's what the best queen. reaction she could have totally. gotten, right? Because it's yeah. genuine. It, like, y- yes. you, don't, you don't know ahead of time, so you're not, like, planning the surprise face. Yeah. Ugh, that was amazing. So also a big part of, like, I think what makes Music City Music City is a lot, or I guess keeps Music City Music City, is all of the festivals that have kind of grown throughout the past several years, which also might contribute to more artists rolling through here. Um, Definitely. But so a big one, which is coming up is CMA Fest. CMA and Bonnaroo. Um, Bonnaroo. I mean, that's not in Nashville. It's in Manchester, but yeah, they are on the same weekend again this year, Ooh, which is going to be rough, but at least Bonnaroo is far enough away that it's not like overwhelming traffic. Right. And it's usually different um, audiences as well. Yeah. Um, but CMA Fest, so CMA Fest used to be called Fanfare, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know anything about it, except that everyone from my high school, or not everyone, but a good chunk of people from my high school would, like, travel to Nashville from Atlanta to go to Fanfare. Yeah. I it, wasn't, like, a big country girl in high school. I, like, became more of a fan afterwards. Definitely. Um, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I knew a lot of people who, like, traveled here for that, and I always was like, what an interesting thing. Like, it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I'm like, I don't like fan girl over artists too much. Like I love, I love artists and I, they're right. like definitely my people that like I am diehard for, but it was such an interesting concept to me, like fanfare. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but it's, I, I think it's unique in the sense that 
what other genre of music does a like meet and greet kind of give back where yeah. fans can meet them for free and then they play this huge festival and all the proceeds from fanfare actually go into the CMA education fund. So Which is cool. Awesome. It's a good back. It makes back, you feel good about it. Yeah. So something you said made me laugh because you said in high school and um, my siblings are in high school and I'm just laughing because essentially all of their high school will like go up and buy the 300 level like oh nosebleed gosh. tickets. And yeah. it's just one big giant high school party. Like I, apparently all of Nashville um, in the high school scene is yeah. up in the 300s. So okay, that's good to know. So we need to avoid the 300s. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to the 300s <laughs> if you can. Um, but you know, it's just, I was just laughing because I went with my sister and yeah. she was, we had, I don't know, we were somewhere in the stadium and she was like, all right, see, I'm, I'm going up to the nosebleeds. All my friends are up there. And I was like, great. <laughs> this is my life. Mm -hmm. But it is like, it is a fun festival. I've, so since I've lived in Nashville this, this time, I've been to CMA Fest three times mm -hmm. out of the four years that I've lived here so far. And this would be like the fourth that I would even be able to go to. Um, but it is an interesting thing. It's a little overwhelming yeah. just because it's a lot. people travel here from all over. Yeah, go. they have, I think, all of the states represented in something crazy, like maybe it's 18 or more than 18 different countries what? represented. Of um, like, of fans mm -hmm, that come in town? That wow. come to town. Um, I believe that, though. Which is nuts. It's, to give you an idea, it's around 100,000 people that descend upon Nashville. Wow. Um, I think the stadium sells out for them at around... 50, 60,000. Um, and then you have all the fans that come in and can't even buy stadium yeah. tickets. Oh, yeah. That'll just come for the free shows. I mm -hmm. mean, they set up a stages all along Broadway and then at the riverfront mm -hmm. and ascend. Um, so there's music to be heard. And then literally, the, yeah, every, every street corner, there's right. like a different stage set up. There's just music it's crazy everywhere all day for several days. And then the bars, I mean, the mm -hmm. bars will almost start selling tickets, even though I don't think they can sell like tickets like they do on new year's Eve, but yeah. just to gain entry. And then you can see or hang out on the rooftop and drink and listen to music depending yeah. um, where you are. Yeah. And there's like, it's cool too, because pretty much if, I mean, if you're a fan of country music, anybody that you like is going to be here pretty much. Mm -hmm. And you can hear them several times throughout the week. Right. So it's like, if you miss them one day, they're probably playing at a different stage the next day, which is and pretty, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, it's interesting with the sponsorships of the stages too. It makes me think of South by Southwest so much because it's like, you'll have like the like Gibson stage or like the HGTV stage yeah. and they're all like sponsored by something different. But I feel like it, it fits into like the country market. It's sponsors mm -hmm. that specifically go after the country fans. Like there's not a Dorito stage. <laughs> Um, like there would be at South by Southwest. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the stage Gaga played, right? It was a Dorito stage, but then you think about it and I don't remember like seeing a Doritos sponsor for a Lady Gaga show. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in sponsorship, but yeah, maybe that's more of their demographic. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but it does make sense. Um, the, the big shows at the stadium, are pretty cool though because you get some of like literally the biggest names in country music all in one night it's like you can see in one night like luke bryan and keith urban and garth like, brooks and garth brooks and carrie underwood and it's like 
it's literally one night on one stage that you get to see all these legends, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, where else can you do that? You yeah. Know? I mean, and even if you can't get in to see them there, you can go meet them for free, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. I, like, kind of want to get into some CMA Fest things this year, maybe. Oh, if I'm yeah. feeling brave. Yeah. You just got to drink lots of water because oh, yeah. Nashville's also 1,000 degrees at oh, that time. It gets um, so hot. And everyone's just sweating walking around. But yeah. that's not our only festival. Oh, yeah. We have more. Literally, a new one, I feel like, pops up every year. Um, but another big one that we have is Americana Fest. Yep. That we know so well and so personally. <laughs> All the hipsters. All the hipsters. And I feel like a lot of people from Australia and New Zealand come here for Americana Fest. Mm-hmm. Because those guys love them some Americana music. They love Americana, but they yeah. also love country. Totally, I yeah. mean... CMA, I think there's a big country festival in Southern Australia, not to go back on the... There is. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't is. remember the name yeah. of it. But yeah, a lot of the Aussies, <laughs> as they like to say, uh, come over for, I think, both of those festivals. Yeah, but I think especially with Americana, it's like like country music is so big that like they do have country artists roll through on their tours. Mm-hmm. But... Americana is such a, I mean, it's a smaller genre. It's, right. you know, those artists don't have as big a reach in, you know, places like that. So I don't know that they get to see those artists who would be on the lineups for Americana otherwise. So it's a big well, festival to come in town for. I agree. But I will tell you now, I think Americana, the Americana Music Association has started doing some shows over in Australia oh, that's cool. to help bring Americana artists over there, which is awesome. It's just yeah. spreading the music globally. Yeah. I love Americana Fest. I really no, do. We, at my workplace, uh, we host we host some Americana Fest shows, so it gets a little wild. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to like really take it all in and enjoy it, but every show that I've gotten to enjoy, it's always, I mean, because Americana is such, it's it just focuses on really great songwriters who are focused on like lyrics and just creating a really good song, not necessarily worried about making it like catchy and, you know, so I really enjoy that festival to hear all the great songs. And I also feel like it's like an umbrella title for other genres, right? Like country yeah. can fall into Americana. Sure. Rock can fall into Americana. You said singer-songwriters, um, yeah. which I really enjoy because I think there's something there for everyone. Yeah. Um, another big one, Pilgrimage. Pilgrimage, a.k.a. JT and Kevin Griffin's festival. Yes. Is this the fourth year or the third year? This is, oh, this is, this is the fourth. Which is insane. Bananas, right? Because. It really is. I think I'm, I think that that's right. Right? Because JT played last year. Chris Stapleton, his buddy, is playing this year. Two years ago, Beck headlined. So, oh, Beck. And then I think the first year was Hall & Oates. Oh, that sounds right. Or maybe I'm yeah. getting them confused. But they've had, they've had really great lineups every mm-hmm. year. And it's a cool festival. Like, I really enjoy it. Yeah. For those of you listening, um, it's out on a farm in Franklin, which Mm -hmm. is like a cute little suburb town of Nashville. And it's just a fun two-day festival that has really kick-ass lineup. I think it goes kind of rock heavy one day and more folky Americana the next day, which has kind of been their traditional um, bookings. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's just like... something that we also were discussing the other day with um you know some other festivals you're having to choose like what stage you want to go to because a lot of the artists that you want to see are overlapping and I think 
pilgrimage is kind of cool how it's set up now where like they kind of stagger it so like anybody you want to see it's usually kind of at least you can catch a little bit of it um, because they stagger the times a little bit but it's it's a gorgeous farm and it's always like pretty nice weather because it's in september it's Mm -hmm. definitely hot but it gets pretty nice at night at least they have a beer tent (laughs) they do have a beer tent yeah um but that's a really fun festival um then obviously we also have tin pan south which Mm -hmm. is a songwriters festival which we've talked about a little bit this is not a festival but it's an awesome conference music biz yeah which is in town next week um and they have really grown from they were originally in la and then moved to nashville yeah and they they did some rebranding but i mean they've brought some heavy hitters to nashville that i think traditionally would just skip over the market so now i think obviously word has gotten out about the city but they're bringing more business folks to town um in all genres of music Mm -hmm. i think this year the philanthropy award is going to scooter braun they're honoring ed sheeran with an award um i think there's a keynote with the head of pandora and then they're doing um i think it's music and ladies or all of the like female powerhouses. They just announced Dolly Parton um, is going to be one of the speakers on the, that panel. Oh my gosh. Love me some Dolly. Love it. Yeah. That's really cool that that's here. Um, that's a really big thing for us to have for sure. I didn't realize it was from LA. Yeah. They moved from LA, I guess three years ago. Okay. And they're staying in Nashville for the next three. Um, so the attendance has really boomed here. I think they hit a record high of around 2,000 or so folks. And it just keeps growing. Yeah. Because um, it's a good place to network yeah. and Nashville's fun. Totally. So and people want to come. I know. Because they can go to their like panels during the day and then go get drunk on Broadway at night. <laughs> or East Nashville. Come or on. Or East Nashville. But like, let's be honest. <laughs> Broadway. They're probably going to Broadway. Yeah. Um. All right. I think it's time. Time for some lightning. It's time for a lightning round. Um, are you going first or am I going first? You go first. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> John Mayer just released a new song Friday. New yep. light. Pushing 40 in the friend zone. What does that mean? I thought that it meant like pushing 40 miles per hour in no, like you're wrong. a friend zone. However, it's been brought to my attention <laughs> that it might be talking about his age, like pushing 40 years old in the friend zone. I think it's a double entendre. I think that it was intentionally made to go both ways. Sean, if you're listening, could you please clarify? Could you please tweet me back? Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go. Okay, what's a song or album that you've had on repeat recently? Ooh, all right. It's it maybe, no, it's not embarrassing. I love Christina Aguilera. Girl, <laughs> you know one. you're talking. You know you're okay, talking to the right so, person. Yeah. Uh, Accelerate has been awesome. <laughs> What's a song you've been listening to? <laughs> <laughs> I have really been digging. Uh, Donovan Woods is an artist that I just discovered. Ooh. He's been around for a minute, but like I didn't know about him until this last, actually like two New Music Fridays ago. Um, he released an album and he has a song called Good Lover literally obsessed oh so good so good highly recommend um, all right low dashboard or jimmy world literally the hardest choice <laughs> ever i have oh i don't know i have to go with dashboard confessional because literally the album the places you have come to fear the most was everything to my soul um but if you're asking like the live show i'd have to go with jimmy world but just like overall gotta go dashboard wow spreading yeah. the love i know have to okay this is a would you rather. 
Oh. Would you rather ride a pedal tavern through Broadway or wear a ridiculous t-shirt with a bridal party on Broadway? I mean, for sure pedal tavern, because at least I'm like consuming libations while I'm embarrassing oh, myself. You're right. The t-shirt it could go either way. Uh, but that's true. Usually they're not mutually exclusive, right? Like right. the people with the t-shirts are on the pedal tower. Definitely, <laughs> definitely often they are. That was a great question. Oh my God, thank you. All right. I'm going to change one up. Change it up. Hot chicken or mm. biscuits and gravy? Hot chicken. Yeah. I'm from Louisiana. I love me some spicy. Which one? Ooh, that's hard. Um... I feel like this is like not going to be a popular answer, but I love Hattie B's. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because Hattie B's has grown so much. I feel like now people are like, oh, they're mainstream. Yeah, they say it's just like trendy hot chicken, whereas like <laughs> yeah. the legit people want like princes or, or like or bones. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not trying to like set my mouth on fire. <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy some spicy chicken. <laughs> I think there was an episode recently where Sean Brock. I think he was at Prince's. I think it might have been Bolton's. And he was sweating. Like, he was legit Wait, sweating. who is this? Sean Brock. Um, Who's that? He owns Husk. Oh, okay. And he was filming an episode. It might have been for Mind of a Chef or, or something like that. But anyway, he was sweating over his oh, yeah. chicken because he had to sign the waiver for oh, no. the amount of heat. And then there were, like, I guess five bottles of milk by him to, like... <laughs> help so him with the situation that just sounds miserable like i don't understand how that's an enjoyable experience for yeah, anyone it's it's not good it's not good that's not what you want all right well that was our lightning round um it is time for the episode two hangover Ugh, where we our... talk about all the stuff that we said wrong yeah all of our <laughs> bloopers we try to correct but You're there's just... not enough time to correct all of them right like sometimes we say dumb stuff and that's why we have the hangover. Right. So this is a shout out to one of my friends, Jamila. I'm calling you out. What up, Jamila? Um, she had brought up our discussion, right? Uh, you asked me what tour I would like to be on. Yeah. Um, and I said, oh, it's all about exposure. I would like to be probably on the Taylor Swift tour if that's the case. Yeah. However, that may not be the underlying, I guess, goal, right, for every artist. It's sure. not all about exposure, and it has to be the right time. You can't just throw, you know, the DIY who was playing on the corner bar up on a stadium tour. Right. It's so it's all out. about strategy and performance and end goal, right? Like, what yeah. does the artist want, and what are they capable of? Totally. I Jamila. hope that that fixes it. She's probably going to correct me again. <laughs> no, thanks for keeping us in check. We appreciate you. Um, also... You said something a little backwards. <laughs> yeah, I said blazing trails. What I meant was trailblazers. But you could blaze a trail. You could you blaze could. a path. You could. But the proper phrasing is trailblazers. Yeah. Um, so I'm also dumb, and I said some <laughs> dumb stuff. Um, so first of all, Popcast, I said, was an L.A. Times podcast. It ain't. It's New York Times. Those are different turns out still our competition still but. but it's also still a great podcast yeah I it's enjoyable listen. you should probably listen to it um and also i said that christina aguilera did a song for you with tony bennett but it wasn't it was with herbie hancock which is like you know along the same lines but not yeah. the same so sorry about our mistakes thanks for sticking with us anyways and we're here to correct them yeah we're constant state of state of hungover <laughs> <laughs> based off of our words right exactly 
Um, well, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And if you really, really liked us, even if you semi liked us, you should still subscribe and rate. Yes. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, if you have a comment on something that we've said, let us know. Send us an email at themusicbuzzpodcast at gmail.com or just leave us a message on the podcast app or a comment on the podcast app. Anything I don't know want. words. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, send us a carrier pigeon. Oh, or an olive branch a la <laughs> Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Whoa, hey you can't yo. be dropping that. <laughs> Just listen in to episode four. We will be discussing the olive branch. Don't worry. We need time to reflect on it. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time for episode four. Bye.